Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. First thing I want to say is that Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord. While he may be found, call upon him while he is near. We are going to seek the Lord today. We want to know what he wants from us, from our lives individually and collectively as a group. We talked last time a little bit about that we were all living souls and that we'll live forever. And we will. One thing about us is that we are going to live forever. We may be in what we call our lives a few years or many years, maybe even as much as 120 years. But when we pass away in the way we understand it, when we die, we have a soul that will live forever. God has promised us that in Genesis 2-7. So we have to know, we should want to know where we're going to be what God has for us in the rest of eternity. It's very important. We also need to know some facts about ourselves. Every one of us, not one, is perfect. You may be better than me. You may be better than a lot of people. But you're not perfect. And God is perfect. So we have a perfect God. We have an imperfect being. And so there's sort of a separation between us. And so we have to figure out how to account for that separation. How do we make up for that difference, if you will? Um, So God has basically gone on record in his word. There are two things that we need in life. The first thing we need to live is we need oxygen. The second thing we need in life is blood. So there's two things that we need. And God, in his great infinite wisdom, knew all that, and he decided that he would, he would choose blood as the method of atonement as for the separation that we have. And so it's very clear that he's chosen that. It's in Leviticus 17.11, if you'd like to read it. Um, but what God did in his infinite wisdom is he then decided that he would make a way for us to go through this chasm, this difference between us as imperfect people and him as a perfect being. And so what he did was he sent his son down to be that atonement for us. His name is Jesus in the English, Yeshua in the Hebrew. We'll use Yeshua today. Many of you know that. Um, But it Just to be clear, Yeshua is Jesus. That's what Yeshua is. And that name, even the name is not something that's done at random because God doesn't do anything at random. 
The name means salvation. That's what the name means. It means deliverance. So God sent the Messiah to deliver us from our shortcomings with him. He loves us that much. He went and sent his son. None of us would send our sons to die, but God did. He's love. Basically, the, 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 the atonement is in a message. He sent his son to die. He was buried on the third day, and he rose from the dead. He now is not in the earth. He is now risen. And where is he? He's in heaven. He's in heaven above, and he sits at the right hand of God. God's on his throne. Jesus, Yeshua, is sitting on his right hand. He is the atonement for your sin. He is the separation. It's pretty easy to understand. I think we can all understand that. The question is, do we believe it? And what difference does it make if we don't believe it? So, if we believe it, if we believe it, then we really need to do a few things. We need to repent for these shortcomings. God, I am sorry. It's a very simple word. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong, Lord. I accept your salvation. And in his scriptures, he says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you will be saved. It's very simple. Nothing, nothing else that you can do or have to do to get that salvation. Just that. Now, once you do that, you really do need to live a holy life. Because God didn't make you to continue to do wrong things against him. And some of the things you'll be very aware of that he doesn't want you to do. He gives you some examples. There's so many things, but he gives you examples. You're not supposed to murder. I think most everybody understands that. You're not supposed to do abominable things. Yep, understand that. Not supposed to fornicate. Understand that. But one that might be a little bit of a surprise to you is you're not supposed to lie. You've probably heard that in sort of business or whatever that, you know what, nobody wants somebody around that's going to lie to them because you can't trust them. And God, lying is very, very bad for God. It's one of the things that he points out that's really something he really doesn't want us to do. But a lot of things. So now you say, okay, that's fine, but you know what? I'm a pretty good person. I, you know, I don't believe what you say. So um, if you don't, then the question is, what happens to me? But first, let's talk about the good things, assuming that you do. If you can put up the first slide that I have sent out, that would be great. Okay, the first slide, I'm going to point to a few things. So we're on earth. That's us right now. And there's heavens. There's three heavens. The first heaven you can see, it's the atmosphere. There's birds in the sky. The planes, when the planes fly, you see planes. You can see that. The second heaven you can also see. The second heaven has stars, the moon, the sky. You can see that at night pretty clearly. The third heaven and 2 Corinthians 12, 2 describes the third heaven. The third heaven you can't see. I can't see it. That's where God lives. So God lives there. And if you've accepted his salvation, that's where your soul goes. And ultimately, your body catches up with your soul, and you'll live there forever with God. He makes a new heavens and new earth. 
And I, I really don't want to describe in too much detail what heaven's like. It's beautiful. It's a thousand times better than you can ever expect. Wonderful thing. Heaven's always up. So, but now we have to ask the other question, what happens if I don't make this decision for whatever reason? Either I never knew about it, no one told me about it, I've chosen to ignore your information, I have too many other things happening that are really important to me, like money and honor and power and all the other stuff. So if I don't, if I don't do that, even though you're a really good person, and, and honestly, like I said, you're, you could very well be a hundred times better than me or anybody else that you know, but it doesn't matter, you're still not perfect. So what God says is that if you don't follow his way, it's not narrow-minded. It's the way God, who is perfect in his ways, has chosen. If you don't follow his way, then you have a different path that your soul heads to. And you might say, well, you know, some people have told me that after I die, after I pass away, I have another chance. Once I see how bad this place is, you're sending me, to, he's sending, that I'm going to, he's not sending you there, you're choosing to go there, then I've got another chance. And the scripture is really clear. You don't have another chance. You only have a chance while you're here. So you say, well, what's, what's it like? You know, it can't be that bad. I've had some things that, you know, people have said, you know, that food is really bad, that tuna sandwich is awful. And I say, well, it can't be that bad. I like tuna. Tuna sandwich can't be that bad. I like it. And it just can't be that bad. And I've had the bad tuna sandwich, and it's may not even be that bad. But this place is that bad and worse. So say, so now you've chosen not to follow God's path. For whatever reason, you might be old. You might be 120 years old. You might pass away. Or you might be leaving today and get hit by a car, and you might pass away when you leave today. Be perfectly healthy, but you pass away. You die. So where do I go? And God's very clear about where you go. He says you go to the nether parts of the earth, which is the center of the earth. So if you'll put up the second slide that I have, I'm going to show you a little something about that. So we're on the outside of the earth now. That's where we are. We've had a hot summer. It's been 100 degrees. It's been uncomfortable. Guys I play soccer with will tell you it's been hot out there. We've been able to play, but it's been hot. It's been uncomfortable. And then you have the center of the earth where people are going if they make the decision not to follow the Messiah. And it says 6,371 kilometers, about 6,400 kilometers. And what's it like there? Because that's where you're going. That's, that's the center of the earth. It's described in the Bible as outer darkness. There's no light. God's not there, so there's no light. It's completely dark. And I don't know if you've ever been in outer darkness. I've been in darkness, but there's been stars and a little light and whatnot. If you go to outer darkness, pitch black, it's really, really uncomfortable. So let's show slide three, please. I want to tell you a little bit about slide three because it tells us we have some facts that we know. You see we're about 4,000 miles, 6,400 kilometers, um, which 6,400 kilometers equates to about 3,900 miles. And you look on the left, temperatures in Fahrenheit, it's not 90 degrees, it's not 100 degrees, it's 9,000 degrees. So your, your mind can't wrap itself around that because you think, you know that if you're here and you have 9,000 degrees, you burn up and you die. You burn up, it's, it's intolerable. 
but you just die. Unfortunately, here, your soul's alive. It doesn't die. So imagine the pain of 9,000 degrees. It's just, just awful. And you're not going to die. So you say to yourself, well, how do, how do I even get there? I mean, how does it happen? I die. I have people that have been buried. And I see their body and, you know, they're buried in the ground. How does my soul even get there? I don't want to go there. And the answer is, is that we have some, a lot of technology today and a lot of people have, God has allowed to experience just short periods of time in, in, these, in this awful place in the center of the earth. And they've come back and they're pleading with people not to go because it's so bad. And I mean pleading with people. And they've said, you know, a tunnel just takes them straight down. And it's like you're just falling. And you can't, you can't stop it. There's no stopping it. And you finally get to the center of the earth and that's where you stop. And I would say... If there's not one person in the history of mankind, the history of mankind, from Adam and Eve all the way to today, Adam and Eve, they were in the Middle East. We've talked about a lot of people in the Middle East. Um, and till today, there's not one person that's there that wants to be there. And not only that not wants to be there, that doesn't, can't even tolerate being there. They can't tolerate it. But they have to tolerate it. They all wish they were there. We even have some scriptures in, that I want to refer to. And don't have time to read them now, but just listen to this. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. And there's a man, and he's a descendant of Abraham. And he, he cries, Father Abraham, get me out of this place. He's a descendant of Abraham. He cries to him. He calls him Father Abraham. And the answer comes back to him, and they say, no, you didn't accept the way. You didn't accept the way. And he then says, and therefore you're stuck here forever and ever, and he's, I can't tolerate it. And he says, just send another man that had a rough life, just send him down to just dip his finger in water and put it on my tongue. I have to have some relief. And the answer is, unfortunately, you can't have that. Um, and then he says, thirdly, well, then let me go back and tell my brothers. I don't want them coming to this horrible place. And the answer is, they have Moses and the prophets. They have the word of God. They have the words that I'm just sharing with you. They have them. They've chosen not to believe them. And this is a horrible, horrible existence forever and ever and ever. It never changes. And so I'm sort of imploring you to accept God's way because you will regret it every second of every moment for the rest of eternity if you don't. And if you say to me, I've already accepted God's sacrifice. I've accepted exactly what you said. Have your friends accepted that? Have you shared with them that? Have you told them? Have you told them how bad it is? Have you prayed for them? 
God has you here for a purpose. He has me here for a purpose. And I can honestly say the people that I've met in my work, in my free time, in all the things that I do, I, I, I really, really am thankful for all the people I've met, and I want all of them to avoid this horrible place. I do. I want them to experience the wonderful things God has for them. So if you ask me, do I pray for them? The answer is yes. Do you ask me if I tell them? I say I try if there's an opportunity. Do you ask me if I care about them? I say yes. I would say that even people, and most of the people that I meet, I really, really, really like. I love these guys from the soccer team. They're great guys. I really do. Most of the people I really, really like. But like everybody, there are people that I meet in life that I don't like. People haven't been nice to me. These guys are great to me. But most, not most, but some people haven't been nice to me. I would pray for them because of this awful thing. I wouldn't want anyone to go to this awful place. Um, and so I'm going to try best I can as God leads me to share this information with as many people as I can because anyone that doesn't accept God's way ends up in a place that was only designed for the devil and his angels, the disobedient angels. That's who God set it up for. Unfortunately, you can't avoid it if you make that choice. Now, let's, let's go back uh, to the first slide, if you will, because I want to say a few things about it. This third heaven where God is, is amazing. It's just amazing. The streets are made of gold. Gold's beautiful. There are pearls, and there are diamonds, and they are beyond description. And there's fruit there, the fruit that is so amazing you can't even imagine how great it is. And God's there. God's the light. There's no sun there. There's no moon there. There's no need for sun or moon because God's the light and Jesus is the light. So choose that option. Um, we ultimately, what's going to happen is that heaven that exists today this earth is going to pass away. That heaven is going to become the new earth, the third heaven. God is going to live with us. We are going to live with him. We'll be reconnected with our bodies. And you say to yourself, how do people get around? And there's a lot of ways they get around. There's a lot of ways. There's supernatural ways. There is normal ways. Um, they're going to have picnics. You're going to see your family if they also have chosen this path. Um, and God's love will be shining every second of every minute of every day. There's no uncomfortable feeling. There's no uh, injuries. There's no illness. There's no sadness. The lion will dwell with the lamb without fighting one another. All these great things. So I'm going to really just extend the offer to anyone that would like to have this offer. God is perfect. 
We are not. Messiah, Yeshua, or Jesus is the mediation for our less-than-perfect ways with God. If we accept him and this sacrifice with our heart, in our heart, and confess it in our mouth, you've got to tell people. You can't tell them you don't, can't not tell them. Then you will spend the rest of eternity in heaven with God. Unfortunately, if you choose not choose that path, then you won't. Um, but the good news is God loves us. He gives us that way. And I really feel that God has really put on my heart to share this with this congregation. And if you already believe that, pray for others that you know don't believe it. Share with them. Love them. And, um, and if you make that decision, come and tell us. Tell me. Tell one of the other leaders here. And we'll pray with you. And we'll start you off on a journey of serving God for the rest of your life and loving God and doing things for him. And I can't tell you how wonderful it is. It is so amazing. It's so magnificent. So praise the Lord. I would like to end the service and ask you to please rise. And I'm going to lead you and bless you in the Aaronic benediction from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. And I'm going to read it in the Hebrew and in the English. Yivarechecha Adonai ve'yishmarecha, ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'chunecha. Yisa Adonai panavelecha ve'asemlecha shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. 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 Shabbat shalom.